want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? This is Five Movie Madness, and this week I am your host, Corey, and with me, as always, I've got Matt. Good morning, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Joe? Why are you going to the airport? You flying somewhere? And this week, back by popular demand, our good friend Mitch. I've had it with this dump. We've got no food, we've got no jobs, our pets' heads are falling off! <laughs> Sorry, headphone users. <laughs> I moved Later. away from the mic. Yeah, you did. You did. That, was, did. that was a pro move. Yeah, power move. Also, for the record, our podcast is not the most annoying sound in the world. No, it's and not. And you didn't finish it... that quote either, so... <laughs> <laughs> ah, there it is. Corey now we can move, move on. Away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> nope, no, I didn't. In case you weren't sure, this week we will be counting down our top five Jim Carrey movies. But before we do that, Mitch, how how is everything? You're you're the guest. Let's start with you. How how's everything going with you? Life life is great. Um, I was telling you guys before we started recording that the Pacific Northwest, which is my new home has been on fire uh, very recently, so uh, we have been uh, dealing with not being able to go outside recently, but things are clearing up, which is great because the nature here is fantastic, as long as it's not on fire. Hmm. <laughs> and from what you've told us, 11 months of the year, it's not. <laughs> yes, just August, apparently. <laughs> August is fire month. Can you imagine just being like, man, guys... There's wildfires are out of control. Oh, it's fine. It's just August. I can't. I can't <laughs> imagine hearing expect? that. Sentence. It's August. It's just Get what it does it. here. It's just it's what it is. Oh man. Uh, I just got back from a recent trip to Nashville. That was a great time. If uh, you ever get a chance to go down to Nashville, do it. Great. There's great been time. a couple times. It's a pretty good city. Yep. Yep. I uh, booked a flight back down for when the Flyers play the Predators in Nashville, because that's that game's happening on a Sunday. Sweet. So, cool. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I was in Florida. Was Florida sucks. Yeah. Where were you in Florida? <laughs> uh, I was outside Orlando, so there was traffic no matter where I wanted to go and when I wanted to go. Did you actually go to Disney or anything? God, or did no. you just? Yeah. It's too hot and crowded <laughs> for that. It's fair. Fair point. And so, anybody else got anything fun they want to talk about before we get into it? I went to the movies a couple of times for like <laughs> first time in a long time. What'd you say? I saw Black Widow. Okay. I saw that too. I liked, I liked it. I thought it was solid. It was uh, less superhero-y than the other MCU movies, which is... Makes sense. Know, yeah. It sort of makes sense. Yes, it does track. This is the only MCU movie that I've gone with, like weeks without seeing at this point. So. Yeah, same. Honestly, same. I mean, yeah. I didn't want to pay $30, and I just I, haven't had time I, to go no to There's no way I'm paying $30 to Disney to watch it in my own home. No. And I just had... Honestly, they pushed it back so much, my excitement was completely gone sure. for it, so... I mean, I'll spend $30, but it better include, like, popcorn and a soda and, like... If sure, I might it. be over $30 at that point, but still, like, at least I'm well, in a theater. And now if I watch it in my own home and pay $30 just, you know, so that I can feel good about myself, I have to apparently send $10 in the mail to Scarlett uh, Johansson, so. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Lawsuit City. I also saw A Quiet Place Part 2. I like that Oh, nice. So, oh, it was good? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a come out. It's a seamless transition into the second movie. Does like pick I was up so immediately. They were going to ruin it, and it's great. It's the it's the first scene as a flashback scene of day one, and then it picks up where the second one left, the uh, first one left off. Okay. Then and you're fine. 
So you, you do get a touch of John Krasinski in it. Yes. Like right out the gate. Cool. Yes. Yes, you do. Did he direct yeah, this was... one again? What's that? Did he direct this one again? Direct and written mm-hmm. and wrote it. Okay. That was honestly my big fear going into the fact that they were making a second one. I was like, I don't know how you do this movie without... He was so good in it. Now, that doesn't take away from how good... It's Emily Blunt, right? Yep. Yeah, it's Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. How good Emily Blunt is in the first one. So, but, yeah. Sure. I was... I imagine she's also good in the second one. I yes. have to... She has to now carry the show, right? Like, her and John Krasinski were kind of, like, feeding off of each other in the first. Now it's I would say the her. daughter is the main character. Would you agree, Matt? I... I would agree, especially in part two. She's mm-hmm. kind of like carrying the mantle. And then Killian Murphy, kind of just like you swap him for John Krasinski and it's like the same dude, beard and all. Oh, he's and... in it? I didn't even I didn't even yeah. know that he was the guy in it. Okay. Yep. And uh, There's Damon more Hansu. of an arc there, but yeah. He's in it as well. Who was that? Da- uh, was it Jamin Hansu? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's in it. From Never Back Down. His greatest role. His shining like gem of a role. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Great movie. Not really. No, it's not. <laughs> Man, is it enjoyable. <sighs> well, that's awesome. I got to get back into the theaters. I'm ready. Are you, did you... I know that uh, A-List decided to just email us and say thank you for continuing your membership despite having never actually said yes, I would continue my membership. That's sort of the reason why I went back. Okay, because I... Um, and buying a soda at AMC now is, like, pretty, like, techni- te- technical awesome. I, <laughs> You have to scan a QR code and then okay. select your soda on your phone and then hit dispense. Huh. So, you're pretty, so you can't touch the machine. Huh. That wow. took me about 10 minutes to figure That's out. That's some future shit, and I'm okay <laughs> with it. Hardcore <laughs> future shit. I asked for a cup, like a, a large soda, all right? So they give me the large cup, and then they're, like, they're gone. And so I'm like, go over to the thing. I'm like, what is going on here? Then I just see this little sticker QR code in the top. There's no instructions at all. I'm like, I guess I can scan this? It took me a while. So, okay, Help. so... Help! <laughs> <laughs> Do you, like... When you hit the dispense button, do you have to be like, oh, it was a large soda, it just dispenses a large soda? Or do you... No. Oh, so it's like an old, like the original where like you hit the button until the soda was filled up and then you let it go and it stops? Right. It's like, the you know, okay. the Coke machine with the different varieties, the yeah, flavor yeah, yeah, shots yeah. and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's real time, too. Like if, you, if your phone's lagging at all, you're going to get an overflowed cup. <laughs> <laughs> Problem. Modern problems call, call for modern solutions. I My, I, uh, the card I used to sign up for a list, like expired. That happened to me too. I got the new card or whatever. And they were like, Hey, Hey guy, can you like update your card? I was like, or, or not. They were like, (laughs) but if it doesn't go through, you can't be an AMC member for six months. I was like, Oh, (laughs) you got me on this one. AMC. (laughs) Oh, did it? Re- I didn't even read it that carefully. Yeah, that's, they... that's what the, like the third email they sent because I didn't realize my card expired. Whatever card was linked to it, so I was like, "This is your final warning." I was like, "Oh." I don't think they threatened me like that. I think they just said, "Sorry to see you go." After like the "Hey, update your card" thing. Mm. Whatever. It is what it is. I don't. I barely, I barely had enough time to make the uh, stubs list worthwhile. Corey, you got nothing but time right now. That's it. Sounds yeah, like I go back to school like in a week though. Like, I, uh, crazy. I'm gonna start going back to the city again, and that you know until October probably. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so the way the show works, we all set. Sorry, up... real quick, real quick, yeah, real quick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Since we haven't recorded in a month, do we have any emails? Mm. Oh yeah. One. One. Yes. 
Okay. Good. Right, let, let me throw it to that. <laughs> let me go back and throw it to that segment then. Is it? Is it to me? Is it written to me? If only. <laughs> That'd be hysterical. Is it from me? No. Is it from me for me? <laughs> Got to make that work out sometime on the show. Yeah. Joe, do we have any emails? We do. We have an email from Bennett about what he's been watching since we've been gone. All right. Give me that. Be- give me that Bennett news. It's dated seven thirty, so July thirtieth. It's August sixth, right now for okay. everyone. Uh, Too far. It's the Green Knight, and he's attached a screenshot of what looks like his Facebook review of it. It says both Rotten Tomato scores are right, technically for three quarters of the movie. Popcorn. Movie camera emoji. I loved it. It's incredibly beautiful cinematography. And then the ending I didn't like, which you can see in the much lower audience score. Audiences need a satisfying ending. Even a post-credit scene would have helped. What I wanted was a set number of values of chivalry and a test or temptation for each. And what we got was more of an ethereal dream than this. I didn't see this movie. But looking it's on my watch now. list. Yeah, I think it's only in theaters. So it's I've an A24 film. Yeah, A24 right. always scares me. I'm either uh, going to really hate it or, or be think like, it's oh, okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bennett. Thank you. If you want to... Oh, Corey, you can, you can do that. You can tell him the email. <laughs> oh, you, are we sure we want to try this again? Let me, you know what? It's, it's, it's I believe in you. Let's see if I can do it this time. Thank you, bud. Uh, if you want to be like Bennett and send us an email, you can send that to us at 5moviemadness at gmail.com. That is 5moviemadness with the number 5. Nailed it. Good job. So proud of you. The last time we recorded, Mitch, I said the, I was like, email us at 5moviemadness and then stopped. Like, hard stop. I was done <laughs> explaining how to email us at that moment. So, like, a couple minutes goes by and then he's like, you that was the last email com. we ever got. <laughs> Honestly. Felt real, felt real dumb, felt real, real dumb. Anyway, uh, the way the show works, we uh, all agreed on a topic, and this week, like I said earlier, is Jim Carrey movies, and then we went our separate ways, watched a bunch of movies, and came up with our personal top five lists. We are now going to share them with the group, starting at the number five, then four, three, two, and finally one. If at any point in time... Somebody has a movie higher on their personal list. We will table that movie until it is at its highest point. Uh, Later on in the show, we will be doing our madness round, which I will explain when we get to it. So without any further ado, Mitch, kick us off. What is your number five Jim Carrey movie? My number five Jim Carrey movie is the number 23. That is my number five. Oh, okay. Didn't go higher. It is. It went down. I was at number four. We're not tabling it, it sounds like. No, not for um, me. This, no. it, it bumped down a little bit upon rewatch. Um, I still really enjoy it. I think I understand why it is not as widely enjoyed. Um, it's very campy, um, and I think it's supposed to, it's trying to be campy, but I can see why people walk away from it. It's a very different Jim Carrey movie. Um, I, I do love this movie, though. I love the premise. I love the twists and turns that you get throughout the movie. I remember watching this as a first-time viewer, really trying to figure out what was going on uh, in this film. Uh, Corey, tell, you tell us a little bit about why you love it. So this is, my number, this is my number five, and this is my number five 
because it's a movie for me. Like I, I, I'm with you. There's a lot of people that really don't like this movie, and every time I rewatch it, I'm like, yep, yep. I can see people really disliking this movie, and it's totally fine. I enjoy the heck out of it. I like the same thing. I like the campy twists and turns in it. I didn't realize all of the weird things that are around the number twenty three. Michael I think Jordan, that's a baby. Cool aspect of it too. Just it's like super dedicated the Michael movie Jordan. to to doing that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and for me, like on a, on a more personal level, I think this was. I went into this movie being like, "Ooh, I it." I feel like it was framed on in the credit, like in the trailers, as kind of being a mystery thriller, almost bordering on a horror movie. And I was like, I like that genre. And I love Jim Carrey. I like to see yes. how this, up to this point for me anyways, this comedy actor is going to pull this off. And is it his best performance? Absolutely not. But it still opened the door for me to be like, I'm going to see what other serious things he's done. And it honestly, it, it kind of changed my appreciation for Jim Carrey in a pretty fundamental way, all because of the movie The Number Twenty Three. So, yeah, like I, if you want to, if somebody wants to like rip this movie to shreds, I'm not going to debate. I'm going to shake my head and say I understand, but it's not going to change me from from liking it. And I have yeah, exactly. every movie and on that's... this list, this incl- this one included, I have watched numerous times. Uh, I feel like I should get up to Definitely. watching this film 23 times, you but should. I don't know how many times it's been that I've watched it. So. <laughs> it would be very fitting. <laughs> Matt. Yes. Matt and Joe, you guys both have seen it, though, right? I saw it opening yeah. night in theaters. And, and you hated it, I'm assuming? Oh, it, was, it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a strong opinion. Uh, I'm going to guess the Rotten Tomato score right now, and I'm going to say... Six. Better be twenty three. Six. I think, I think it's, it's twenty three. Honestly, that'd be amazing. What's the, amazing what's, the scary. what's the critic score? Someone look it up. Oh, holy god! I, I'm gonna the guess that the audience score, score is eight. higher than the critic. It's eight. Yeah, definitely. The audience score is fifty six, so it's still okay. not great. Uh, no. But the but the actual like uh, tomato meter is at an eight. Yeah, well, fifty six is like critics know. wildly above an eight. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> people like, yeah, like I, individual people like the number 23, but there's no serious movie critic that sat down and was like, man, Jim Carrey's <laughs> performance was inspired during, in the number 23. Like, no, it's, you're not thinking that. It was definitely marketed as a horror movie, as you said, and that yeah. that got me in the door because I wanted to see Jim Carrey try to do it. But like, I, I don't know. I didn't care for the story yes. whatsoever. And and if. Everything they kept like circling around the number twenty three. We were like making fun of in the parking lot after, like, oh, the Rangers <laughs> won the cup in ninety four, nineteen ninety four. One plus nine plus nine before twenty three. They were just we're doing that like the like the entire time, and it was it didn't add to the enjoyment of the movie. It just was like, okay, this is kind of bad. Let's make fun of it. I don't know. That's that's commitment, man. You guys walked out of the theater and we're all about doing math jokes. I watched but, but the movie wait, and they're doing the math, you, and in my mind, I'm just going, out? I'm not following this. I'm just going to believe you that it adds up. <laughs> You 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 don't find it a little weird that you guys managed to find twenty three around the Rangers that easily? Like that's no. <laughs> you could find kinda... anything around anything if you look hard enough. The Yankees uh, won the maybe. pennant in two thousand three. Twenty plus zero plus three. Boom! Guys, is this the twenty third episode of the show? It's close. <laughs> I think it's twenty one. 
but I'll and I'll hear it a, later. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I had an audible laugh in the theater. I do remember clearly when <laughs> you 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 put two and two together that top secrets is top secrets. Uh, yeah. I was like, ah, that's dumb. I, I mean, to be to their credit, they make fun of that in the movie. Itself, yes, they do. But... They do. There are like two things I remember about this movie, other than not liking it. Like, there's weird noir scenes in it. I think, kind of. Absolutely. And yep. then. Yep. The guy, the journal's name Very is like, candy. call me Chicken Finger. I think it's like Fingerling, actually, but Chicken <laughs> yeah. Finger's funnier to me. It's finger, Fingerling, which makes me now laugh uh, because in The Office, Jim Carrey shows up for that one scene and he's the Finger Lakes guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's fun. Um, right. And I just can't like yeah, disassociate right. that as I watch uh, number 23 now with uh, him being uh, the D- Finger don't Lakes hi- guy. Don't hire this guy. <laughs> Who, the Finger Lakes guy? <laughs> He was good, but he kept talking about the finger <laughs> Should get back there. People get lost in the finger lights all the time. All right. Uh, that's Mitch's number five and my number five. So, uh, Matt, you're number five. Uh, the Majestic. I don't know if anyone's ever Not seen familiar. The Majestic. No. Bubbled for me. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, again, this isn't as um, well regarded as some other Jim Carrey films, but it's like number five for me. Um, Jim Carrey is a screenwriter in the uh, early 50s. He's like an up-and-coming Hollywood screenwriter, and he's accused of being a communist. So he loses his job, his movie star girlfriend, he's very depressed, and he gets into a car accident, goes over an overpass, and he winds up on the beach, and he has amnesia. Gets taken to a town, the, uh, to the local doctor, and people start recognizing him. Apparently, he resembles a a young man from that town that went and was uh, missing in action in World War II and presumed dead. So, since he has amnesia, he just kind of takes that for what it is and starts living there and starts a new life. And the majestic is the local movie theater, which his father owns. So they like build it up and uh, open it back up again. And it's like a sad little town because 60 of its young men were killed in, during World War II. So him coming home is like a real like heroic thing. And because he owns a movie theater, they wind up playing one of the movies he wrote, and it jars his memory. So he has like a big decision to make. Do I reveal myself? Do I just live this awesome little life I've stumbled into? Like he knows uh, Congress is after him about the whole communist thing. So it's pretty interesting in that regard. So, uh, The Majestic. It sounds Check neat. It, it is neat. Nice little film. Yeah, it's a... Wholesome. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's, 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 <laughs> it's another one of those moments, um, not for me personally, but my friend, I was talking to my friend about this list, and he brought up The Majestic specifically and said that this was his movie hmm. that got him, like, got, like, opened the door to see Carrie as not just a comedy actor. And again, if it's one of his, what when did the Majestic come out? Two thousand five, I want to guess. Let me I'll look 2001. it up. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So it is again one of his early, Dramas. you know, dipping his toe into the water of being, uh, yeah, of being a drama actor. Um, and the Majestic, like, his performance in it is is great. He is stellar in this. And again, the story is, is really interesting. Like The story alone will keep you watching the movie, which I think I, it, love, I appreciate that. Yeah, I love the concept of the Majestic. 
it did not make my list. Uh, for me, it it's a little too long. It feels long, and what twenty the number twenty three is in being like really campy. I find the majestic to be like a little <laughs> way too corny. Just like sure, it, it's really it's re- like yeah. you said, um, wholesome, and it is going for that wholesome yeah. to the nth degree. That's the feel it's going for. You're right; it is too long. They uh, towards the end, he leaves, comes back. You can get rid of all of that. <laughs> oh, it's two and a <laughs> half hours. Honesty. Yeah, oh, wow, yeah. You could definitely take like. You could at least take thirty minutes off of that movie, and it would 30? be better okay. in my in my opinion. I mean, twenty thirty something like yeah. that, but it's it feels too long. But it, it is does good. feel long. Yeah, and I had a clear cut top four, and I was just looking for something for my top five, <laughs> and I was like scrolling through, and I'm like, oh, I forgot about this movie. I really <laughs> like it. Screw it, so. the majestic. <laughs> and number five was a placeholder for like a bunch of different ones, so I liked like it. I, I didn't think color. anyone else. That's fair. I didn't think anyone else would have it. And it's, it was it's good to talk about. I feel I don't know. I'm I'm happy that it I'm happy that it actually made a list. I'm happy it actually made a list. I I figured if it was going to make anybody's list, Matt, it, it would have made yours. Yeah, actually, like movies, so that makes man. movies about movies. That oh, that was so, a movie about movies. Yeah. Sort sort of fit. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, Joe, you're number five. I went the other way with number five. I'm almost certain I'm getting tabled, but it's Man on the Moon. Hey, you gotta table it. that, sir. Table it. I knew it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, that leads us right into Mitch's number four. And my number four is Liar Liar. Table uh, bubbles for me. What was the movie? I'm sorry. Liar Liar Liar. Did not make my list. It bubbled for me as well. It almost liar, bubbled liar. for me. Liar Liar is the only, uh, this is maybe a little bit of a spoiler, but it's the only comedy, true comedy, I would say, that's on my list. Wow. Whoa. And, okay. and <laughs> honestly, that was surprising to me, too, that's because when you wild. think Jim Carrey, you think comedy. Um, yeah. I mean, that's how he became yeah. known is this, especially like, I mean, the things that Jim Carrey can do with his face are truly astounding alone in his comedic performance. Uh, Liar, Liar, I would honestly say is not Jim Carrey's best comedy role. But for me personally, and this is my list, I think this is the the this is the comedy role that I personally enjoy him the most in. Um, I love his performance in it. I feel like there's there's so many uh, fantastic uh, quotable lines um, that he uh, does in this movie. Uh, I also a little bit, I think, too, uh, like you, Matt, uh, I wanted it to be somewhere uh, that we discussed on this list. So sure. uh, liar, liar, um, jumping in at my number four. I saw it as a kid. I liked it a lot as a kid. It, it bubbled for me. I haven't seen it in a really long time. Um, yeah, I only have one true comedy on my list as well, but it's not yep. liar liar. <laughs> oh, I think I know what it is, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's it's funny. It's similar to another movie I think we're going to talk about in a little bit too. So uh, yeah, I mean, I got nothing bad to say about it, and um, it was right in Jim Carrey's wheelhouse. I think Jim Carrey was like close to or or very or, very, uh, or right at the top of his powers when uh this movie came out yes, I'm sure it made a absolutely. boatload of money and uh oh for sure he's probably one of the biggest stars in the world at the time so anything he was going to make is it was going to be pure gold 
<laughs> Definitely. It just it liar liar to me feels a little bit after school specially. He's like Max. That's why you can't lie. It's just like really, <laughs> <laughs> like it. It was like basically number eight for me. It just missed out on Bubble. It was I was fighting between three movies for the Bubble Slash. I'm just like, ah, eh, liar liar. I've I like I'm liar liar. I'm able to overlook that if it's a good comedy. No, that's fair. That's fair. That it definitely, is. it has its moments. I hear you. Yeah. I hear <laughs> Big fan of the bathroom scene. That was yes. like amazing as a yeah. Kicking my own ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So good. He's describing as a sailor, it's just him. The pen scene. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. A I, way the, to get out of court. Yeah. The overall concept of the movie is, is really fun, though. And, like, or, or it's one of those things where I, I see the way that this movie was written. is like a bunch of guys sat down in the room and was like, what would happen if a, do- if like a lawyer literally couldn't lie? Yeah. And they like just came up with a bunch of, like, zany situations and like it, it really what this is is it's a long string of just situational comedy that get put together and like the story kind of like weaves in and out of it which I kind of appreciate like any one of those singular scenes would be a good SNL sketch right like the pen attacking his face great SNL sketch yes I, I, I think that to me is almost why it doesn't make my list though because it's not the story isn't what makes it funny. Like it's just the groundwork of what the movie's about. Does that make sense? Yes. I want to, I want to make a prediction uh, or uh, just take a guess here about how movies are made. Uh, there might be a movie, another Jim Carrey movie that comes up later on one of your guys lists. We won't give any spoilers. Um, it, you guys don't need to say obviously, and you won't say, but I'm I want to take a guess that if it wasn't for Liar Liar, we would not have had Jim Carrey in the movie Yes Man because I think that he got that role in Yes Man completely based off of his movie Liar Liar. Um, I think that Yes Man is, and I love Yes Man. Whether it comes up again or not, we'll see. Uh, but I think that it is a um, a spin off of liar liar in a way so that's that's the guess i'm gonna make that's accurate guess i we'll feel find out <laughs> we'll see well, we won't find out that's if i'm right about that good point. we'll find out Never. if it comes up again right. as a movie <laughs> fair point fair point uh that was mitch's number four matt number four uh get ready to say table uh it is uh eternal sunshine of the spotless mind table it Table it. That's the movie I knew everyone would have but me. Okay, <laughs> wow, all right. Cool. Good, good, good. Uh, Joe, four? Uh, my number four is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I didn't have it. That's that th- is my number four. Nice, Corey. <laughs> I, have not, I have not had a movie on my list to myself yet. <laughs> Don't worry, you may not. I have I number 23 with Mitch. Will. I, I, it, it doesn't look like that. I don't think so. No, so we may have every other. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, Joe, tell me why our number four movie is Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Because it is a classic Jim Carrey comedy that I've seen so many times. Like, a lot of people say, when Nature Calls, it's funnier. It's not. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm in that camp. Wrong. I do think it's funnier. I don't know that it's funnier. I, I, I like, think they're pretty like they're pretty 
level as far as like which like how funny they are. I think they're interchangeable as far as which one is fun. Like, like I don't Pet Detective is more grounded, which is what makes it funny. Sure. When Nature yep. Calls, they're just like, Jim, we need you to turn it up to an 11 from the first movie. <laughs> well, I think he's at an 11 in the first movie. Well, then he needs to be a 13. 14 yeah. and, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. it throws in supernatural elements in When Nature Calls. Pet Detective is mm-hmm. very, like, he's just, it basically is a, was like a liaison to the police. Pet Detective? Well, he's yeah, not really a detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's. I just, I think it's, it's yeah, him I... being the perfect amount of crazy. I... Were we in a lag? Okay. We might have been. No. Corey, you go ahead. I was just, I started to talk right as you were about to talk to. No. What? No, you go ahead. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I think of Jim Carrey's comedy roles, this is what I see. Like what? Like Ace Ventura, like the zany, the all over the place, big mouth movements, like the big facial comedy, like Mitch was saying earlier. You get all of that in Ace Ventura, and like it is, it was almost like that movie was his coming out to the world. Like this is who yes. Jim Carrey is. This is what Jim Carrey does. Ace Ventura. Like I, I could not not put this on my list for that reason. I think that the other I like the other movies on my list more, but. This is quintessential Jim Carrey, as like as Ace Ventura is quintessential Jim Carrey. It's not on my list, but I agree. This uh, young Mitch was introduced to Jim Carrey through this movie. Even before I saw the movie, this was how I started to know Jim Carrey. <laughs> I agree with, with yeah. everyone's sentiment. It, it embodies uh, early Jim Carrey to a T. It's a, it's a great movie. I do think Nature Calls is the jokes hit a little bit more for me. That that's just me. That's fine. That's fair. Either way, it, it's cool. Totally fair. That's what they that's what they <laughs> wanted. So like it, it worked for yeah. at least some people. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think that Ace Ventura as like I didn't even bother to put down Pet Detective because I, I like for me it's just like the character of Ace Ventura. Whatever movies he's in, they work for me. Like I could just as easily have been like Ace Ventura too. Like like I I love them collectively which you don't get a lot when you get sequels of comedies how often do we get a sequel of comedy that's as funny if not potentially funnier than the original does not happen very often no doesn't would you want to see a number three now yeah if you want to pick it back up i'd see it i don't don't want to no I don't know if he could handle it, in all honesty, man. I mean, he's a, Sonic is back at it. Real life. Like, he's yeah. a weird dude in real life. <laughs> yeah. He could do it. He's definitely still got the chops to do it. I just don't know that I'm interested in seeing it. I don't know, but like, if he was at an 11 in Ace Ventura and a 14 <laughs> and when Nature Calls, he ratchets this up to like a 23, I think he it might kill him. I really do. Well, I mean, <laughs> I feel like he'd be at like an 8 or a 9, because he's, he's going to be on his way out. He's going to be retiring as Ace Ventura in the third movie, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, he can't what a retire, way to it's go. his name. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, subdued Ace Ventura, I don't know. They put him uh, on medication. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it balances me out. Oh man! <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty then. Oh, By the way, this is one of my favorite Dragon oh, Gate movies. Alrighty then. <laughs> Ace Ventura. Yeah, the first one. I just—it's like what you is, drink every time he says "Alrighty then." You drink every time he saves an animal. 
And I think you do a shot at halftime. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. I made it up. You okay. can play along responsibly uh, at home if you want. Please play responsibly. Uh, so that gets us through our number four is Mitch, number three. My number three is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Table it. Thought so. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Matt, you're number three. Man on the Moon. Table it. Okay. Also my number three. Table it? Table it. All right. Uh, Joe, number three. I guess we're ta- uh, well, Maybe we're table. Oh, no, we probably are. Dumb and Dumber? Table it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. We did not talk about a single movie in the round of three, ladies and gentlemen. That <laughs> That's is great. Is that new? Is that it's new? Good round. It might be. Five movie madness. Is that a first? Probably. Yeah. Wow. Um, Mitch is okay. Number Mitch, two? your number two movie. My number two movie is Truman Show. That's my number that two. My number two. That's my number two. Hey. <laughs> not yours, Corey. Corey it's and, not on my list. Corey and Del- okay. What? Okay. okay. I mean, that's a that's a great yeah. Three of us. Number synergy. Two. I I love this movie so much. Again, I've watched this movie so many times. It is such an original concept for a movie. It's it's taking that real uh, TV um, aspect, reality TV, and asking what if uh, you did it for an entire life of somebody and they didn't know. Uh, again, I wouldn't consider this a comedy. This is a drama. It's not with, a comedy. It's not a comedy. It's a drama a with comedic elements uh, sure. with an actor who is really good at comedy. Um, but my goodness, I, I love um, it from start to finish. Uh, I I love the um, uh, above the ocean. You have the little studio that everybody's in seeing the the a couple movies do this where they switch back to the viewers and the viewers are watching and you're getting love their that reactions aspect. to the show yep. and you get that at the very end. I love it's how so it good. ends on this really emotional um, scene, but then it switches to the viewers, and the last thing you get is like, oh, what else is on? Switch the <laughs> exactly. channel. Yep. It, is, it is such a good movie, and Jim Carrey is phenomenal in it. I couldn't see somebody else uh, portraying Truman. He does a great job. I think this is his first foray I, I into the more serious role. Too. Hmm. What do you mean? Definitely. Well, what do you mean by it goes What's further that? than that? You said, I think this goes further than that, too. Oh, that like, um, it, like his Jim Carrey's performance isn't the only great performance. Ed Harris is like the entire cast performance in this movie is stellar. I don't think anybody yes. is bad in the Truman Show. Some of them feel I, like they're actors acting, and I know it's they're supposed they're to supposed be, supposed but to. It, <laughs> at, at a certain point, I can't tell if it's yeah. if it's meta good or they're just not that great. I can't. I think it walks. I would say meta good. Yeah, I, I've always leaned towards Meta Good. Yeah, they're doing a great job because again, they're actors on a TV show. Like it's probably a very popular TV show, but they have this product placement. They have to read ads. They yes. have to do all oh, these little so things. Good. Truman never so, figured out he was on a TV show. That's the part that well, bugs no, me. I like this movie I mean, a lot. Lived it's it's so sheltered. Life. I know he has yeah. no idea what actual TV He's is. Literally lived in a bubble his whole life. I guess that's true. Did, did they make all the TV programs that he watches specifically for him? 
Probably, so it doesn't lead him to like, wow, I'm on a TV show. It's I mean, pr- he probably he doesn't get that many channels. Yeah, yeah, mm. and it's like it's clearly all news that they have. They've it's it's very clear when you watch the movie that there are a lot of people working on this TV show. Yes. and some people oh, yeah. have some really oh, yeah, nuanced, everywhere. ridiculous jobs that are all about him. The product yeah. placement twins that just shove him against the billboard. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> And this like is a too. 19... This, this, oh. Sorry, Matt, go ahead. It's go ahead. okay. No, no, no. Go, go, go. Go for it. <laughs> I was going to say, this movie came out in 1998, which, in my opinion, is, is a little bit before, at the very least, at the start of the reality TV explosion. Like I would say I that was know. 2000 with Survivor. That's usually considered the first reality show, even though the real world is like was predated that. But Is it the Truman Show's know. fault? Is this what we're blaming? <laughs> <laughs> Not what I'm blaming, but what I mean is like, we we live in a world now where like, uh, outside of like live sports and the news, most television is somehow like a reality TV show in a lot of ways. At least things geared towards people our age, I should say. Right, it's, competition shows or there's always some sort of reality built into it. Like outside of sitcoms, we're, like we're not. It, it's it's one of those things. We're we're not at the height of it anymore. Like for a while, it was crazy. Like 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 um, how many shows about cake we, were there? Flavor Flav had one, and then like Too surreal, life. like they just kept oh going God, on and right. on and on with it. And um, but it's it's died down a little bit. But yes, there are a lot of reality television shows. And this, they made yeah. Ed TV that movie with Matthew McConaughey shortly after that. This. Like no one so, saw. Like, no, it's 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 a poor imitation. Um, but but yeah, it, it probably did kind of start the reality TV boom. Oh think. no, Truman. I mean, not necessarily started, but, like, it, it's it's a little bit of a social commentary on it. Like, this is what happens when, like, reality TV goes a step too far. Like, reality TV is living on an edge of doing this. And, like, the ethical complications that is the Truman Show is something that's, like, you could get into conversations for hours about how ethical or unethical the events of the Truman Show are. Like, It's pretty unethical. I know I, I don't, have. I don't really... <laughs> I don't, don't. I gave you a life. Yeah, it, of course, of course it is. But like, the the I, you always have that one person that's going to be like the counter argument guy. That's like, yeah, but like if you don't know, and it just is your life, are you any worse for wear? I'm kind of like, maybe. <laughs> I I still think yes. Right, like I, I'm just <sighs> saying, like it it poses questions that people have com- that can have conversations about. Sure. No, I, I'd agree yeah. with that. It's just such a crazy thing. Like, they made him afraid of water, so he would never yeah. want to leave. Yeah. They took away his father to make him afraid of water. Yeah. And I like the um, the filmmaking touches that they use, like, when he's, like, looking at the sweater, and then they, um, he's remembering, like, his the, the girl he met in high school, and then they actually oh, yeah. show the memory. So, like, the audience yeah. could, like... What? That's that's makes that's me really wonder what he was really doing good. for like that time, just like sitting on the bed, motionless. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a lot of that, right? So yeah. I mean, his him sleeping for yep. six to eight hours a night, probably. I think there's somebody in the show that says that they uh, like an audience member that says they like to leave him on while he sleeps because it's comforting or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having a sleepover with my boy Truman it's Burbank. Br- <laughs> it's brilliant. Truman Burbank. Now, incredible concept, great movie. Yes. 
I'm glad it made very good execution. Pretty high up too, so very good. Very good. So the round of two is also going to be short because we just have to do Corey's now. That's it. Yeah, uh, my number two is Dumb and Dumber. That's the table. Nice. Okay. Hell yeah. That that makes me happy. Makes me really happy. Uh, Mitch, number one. My number one is Man on the Moon, with a small um, caveat that it also is the documentary Jim and Andy because yeah, that's... I had to mention it. So <laughs> I, I called Matt, that Matt called that weeks ago. ago that you would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, <laughs> I've talked about this to you guys before. I know. Um, I I love Man on the Moon. Uh, it is a phenomenal movie. Um, I I would dare say that if you sat down Jim Carrey and asked him what his favorite movie that he's ever been in, I think the documentary speaks to itself. I think he would say this was his favorite movie that he's ever been in, the movie that potentially he cared the most about. Um, he his It's all about him portraying his idol, the comedian, if you would call him that, because he didn't call himself performer, that. Performer, Kaufman, I guess. The yep. performer, yep. Um, it's a biographical movie, uh, but it's it's a brilliant movie in the way that um, it is shot, uh, the elements uh, that are portrayed in it. Uh, he does a phenomenal job of acting in this movie. Um, and then if you go after watching that movie and watch now available to us the documentary Jim and Andy and see everything that went into that movie and the bizarre behind-the-scenes um, footage and what what Jim Carrey believes uh, happened during the filming of that movie. Um, it just puts it on another level. It is by far my number one, and I love it dearly. You, you hear a lot of like about method actors and how much mm. they put into the role, but if again, if you include the documentary as as an accompanying feature to the movie. The see like Paul Giamatti's reaction to Jim Carrey during this, and and especially Danny DeVito who worked with Andy Kaufman, like it's they're like wow this is insane like like they're they're so like almost perplexed about how Jim Carrey's actions like during this movie, which is like really eye opening because like you hear like Russell Crowe when he made Cinderella Man, mm-hmm. he acted like it was a depression, he didn't brush his teeth or anything, but like you could still talk to him and call him Russell. You could not call Jim Carrey <laughs> anything other than Andy. Yeah. Even the director Milos Forman goes like, "All right, you're gonna come in, Jim." He goes, "Who's Jim? Jim's not here. Uh, you're talking about me like I'm not here. Like it's all oh, the back and, and forth." And then you add Tony Clifton into the mix as yes. well. He's a separate guy. But but forget forget even about the actors. Like Jim Carrey believes that the spirit of Andy Kaufman literally right. came and took and the weirdest parts of that documentary when you watch Jim Carrey interacting with Andy Kaufman's family members. Yeah. And that there's was a scene really I think weird. with like his brother that like his brother is just like that that was my brother. Like that wasn't Jim Carrey, that was my brother. And that is surreal when you're watching it and being like whoa this is strange it was interesting when you saw the like so like there's all those like obviously like positive sides of it like people like man that felt like it was actually Andy and stuff like that but like there's also some big negatives that came to that like the um the wrestling match I don't don't remember who the wrestling match was Jerry Um, Lawler yes thank you the king and he's like, 
yeah, like that was a te- like that was not fun at all. Like when I actually did that with Andy Kaufman, like when we stopped rolling, he like he wasn't like that. Like Jim couldn't separate himself from Andy the same way that Andy Kaufman didn't want people to be able to separate who he was in real life to that. Like people like he wanted people to believe that that's who he was in real life. And that's what Jim was portraying. And it like, it's a, it's a weird trail to follow, but like it's, it's an intense move. It's an intense movie to watch. And it is, it's beautifully done again. Incredible, incredible performance. Uh, it's moving in a lot of ways too. Like I, I, I don't know why, but every time I rewatch that movie, I'm just like moved by it. Like, and I was not never a big Andy Kaufman fan. Like, it's not like I didn't grow up then either. So I guess that helped, but like I've gone back and watched his stuff and nothing ever grabbed me. But for whatever reason, when I watch man on the moon, it's a different, it's just a whole different ball game. Yeah. yeah it, it certainly opened that door for me to do a deep dive into Andy Kaufman himself and, like at least for me i finished watching man on the moon and i had the uh, like i i sat there going is this guy really dead like is yeah. this really what like i'm waiting for andy kaufman to still like make an appearance and be like gotcha guys like it, it well, that's something that andy kaufman you would do that. and well in the movie leaves you with that as well cuz tony clifton like at the end is is performing and then you see paul giamatti's character watching the from the side yeah. so the movie's kind of given that like What's going on here? What's real? Mm-hmm. It's true. Watch Andy Kaufman's like late night and tonight show appearances on YouTube. They're they're hysterical. They're, yeah. he, he can make you laugh without saying a word. <laughs> just go, just go out there. There's one where he goes out there and um they touch on it in Man on the Moon a little bit where he has like the fake booger like yeah. hanging from his nose. But he goes out there with like fake liquid snot and just like acts like he has a runny nose. And Dave Letterman's trying to ask him questions, and he's just like acting like he has a runny nose. It's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he had a real unique blend of comedy, and people know him as Latka from Taxi. Mm-hmm. Dri- or, it's, yeah, it was taxi. Taxi, yeah, taxi driver is a different yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, way different thing. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so no, it's a great performance for sure. I love the wrestling aspect of Jerry Lawler because Jerry Lawler said, uh, I think it's. They, they made a little featurette about Man on the Moon when it was on, like, HBO. And he said, um, like, yeah, I hit Jim a lot harder than I hit Andy, and Jim had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was interesting re- re-watching it, getting ready for this show. I knew it was going to be my number one. That was one I knew wasn't going to change. But I was kind of watching it going, you know, you have this, this actor, uh, this performer that is in a time pre- um, pre-internet, pre-YouTube, um, and really he's going for a lot of shock value in his comedy to the point where he's performing um, some comedy in which like he's constantly being like, like berated by his agent of like, the only person who thinks this is funny are you and your friend who know what's really going on. Everybody else thinks you're a jerk. <laughs> um, and I was, I was watching that and just going, man, if Andy Kaufman was born today... Uh, I mean, there are tons of YouTubers who completely, like, are made famous off of shock value. And I'll be honest, I can't stand a lot of them. <laughs> but I watch this film, and I'm like, man, this guy was brilliant. And I just kind of sat there, and I was like, oh, what is what is the difference? I'm not sure. I think if I he know. was born today, he wouldn't be into it because other people were doing it. 
Yeah. Like he has that whole iconoclast attitude. He's just like, I need to be the pioneer. So he would have found something else. We have a a friend um, who like idolizes Andy Kaufman and Andy Kaufman's style of comedy. And he had like a Kaufman S bit that he had always wanted to do in his improv shows. He used to improv with um, Matt from ZTH where was it Adam? Yeah, Adam. Yeah. Adam loved Andy Kaufman. And one of his bits that he always wanted to do on stage was called, like, the Apple Pie. And the guy, whoever whoever was hosting the night, would be like, and now the Apple Pie. And it would just be this guy coming out, sitting down with an Apple Pie in his lap and just eating it. And it was so Kaufman-esque. And he'd be like, but yeah. nobody thinks that fun- that's funny. He'd be like, but I think it's funny. It's him reading F. Like, Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And, and, and that's a lot of what Andy Kaufman did. Like, he's like... I get it. I think it's hysterical. And that was how it works. But you're right. Again, like w- him not saying things was almost funnier than when he did. Like when he was on et- like the SNL scene, when like he like takes a sip of water and people start chuckling. I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it. Like I get it watching it for this, for whatever reason, it just clicks for me. Some of his stuff is funny. Some of his stuff is very trying. Like this movie is at number five for me because it's very artistry. Well done. It's an incredible, we've said incredible performance about 15 times now, but just like, sure, sure. I don't remember that it's Jim Carrey up there, but it's just, it's just the fact that the character of Andy Kaufman is kind of annoying to me in his right. approach to, I guess, the business and comedy. So yeah, if, if I was more in on the joke, if I was one of those people, this movie would definitely be higher for me, but it's, I, yeah, it's, it, I didn't remember liking it nearly as much as I did on the rewatch, and I was like, yeah, this is really good. Great. Cool. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That's Mitch's number one. Uh, Matt, number one. Dumb and Dumber. Great choice. Of course. Great choice. (laughs) It is the iconic number one Jim Carrey comedy, and first and foremost, in my mind, I do think of Jim Carrey as a comedic actor, even though my list doesn't reflect that I have four serious roles and then Dumb and Dumber. It's just, it's Lloyd Christmas. I mean, it's one of the funniest guys ever. He plays so well off of... Uh, Jeff Daniels. Of Jeff Daniels yeah. as Lloyd... Uh, Harry, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's Their their chemistry it, throughout the film is, is phenomenal. Their... their dumbness their naivety everything about it it's a quotable movie so quotable. i mean how many times have you said kick his ass bass <laughs> all the time <laughs> too many to count uh they're they're coming across as hitmen even though they're like not it's just like it happens to be like circumstance they're pros. I love, like the aspect where like these guys are pros their guys are really good <laughs> they must have been following us for weeks they know i got gas oh, no. how the fuck they gonna know i got gas uh this movie yeah I, Probably the movie I watched the most as a kid. Okay. Probably the movie I watched the most as a kid. This was again just I talked about a couple of my other like family family favorites over the course of the the history of the show, but Dumb and Dumber, definitely one of them. Like n- nobody in my family ever tried to say no to watching Dumb and Dumber. I think that's the <laughs> way, best way to say it. Like if somebody was like, Dumb and Dumber's on, you want to watch Dumb and Dumber? And nobody I was ever like. No, obviously we've seen that too many times. Turn it off. Like never happened. Me and and my best friend growing up, still my best friend to this day, constantly quote Dumb and Dumber to each other. Sure. One of our like defining moments of like our early friendship was share a shared love for Dumb and Dumber. 
Tell me you guys got the tuxes. <laughs> okay, so funny, st- couple funny stories about this. One, the day of this guy's wedding, like when the groomsmen and like the groom are all like hanging out in the hotel room, having a beer or whatever, getting like getting ready before like the event for the actual ceremony. That's what we had on. We turned on Dumb and Dumber. I thought you were gonna say the suits. I was like, yes, Corey. Yes. <laughs> I tried so hard to convince Pam to let me get the blue and orange tuxedos for our shared bachelor parties for me and this kid. And I was vetoed and it's it's one of the, it's one of the biggest regrets Wait, of my life. Wait, not even for the what just for the bachelor party? That's that's a crime that That's, you couldn't have that. It's it's a travesty, honestly. Yeah. For it's for the bachelor party. Why, Who cares? Why does Pam have yeah. to say it at all? Because okay. we were we, we did like a shared thing, so it was for the shared oh, event. We were gonna bring it out okay. at the shared at the shared part of it. Okay. Um, That's when you do it anyway. Had, uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we had we had kicked around doing it for um, Halloween's a bunch of times. We we as a group have never done it, but one day we're getting older. One day we'll definitely throw caution to the wind and wind and do we'll it. Use it at least twice. At, at least twice. Great use of at least. Yeah. Frankly. Pays for itself. Yeah. What what I love about like great comedies is like when I try to think of okay, what's the funniest scene in the movie? And there's like a ten way tie for first in this. Like this uh it's like here, have my extra pair of gloves, my hands are getting kinda of sweaty anyway. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so so much. He's like, You sold our dead bird to a blind kid. Yeah. Great life. <laughs> His head fell off. I took care of it, Harry. Pretty birdie. Pretty bird. Polly want a cracker? I thought he was a quiet bird. <laughs> he made the news. <laughs> so and that was good. that was so good. Some people are sick. Who would do that? <laughs> Ding dong. And it's him at the door. Oh, God. I did not expect that one to come back. Like, it it definitely is a movie that, like, as I got older, I started picking up on a lot of the things more and more. That's something I missed entirely <laughs> as a kid. It never, it never clicked to me, like, like that that was a callback or whatever. Um, when I finally realized that it was a callback, like, as I was, like, older, like, in high school or whatever, I was like, oh, my God, that's so much funnier now. That's, like... It's one of those few scenes where I'm, like, not laughing through, and then the joke hits. Like, I finally get the joke, and now I'm laughing at it. I, it's – very few moments in this movie aren't funny. Yeah. It's, it's very well – it's surprisingly well written. Like, I noticed for the first time watching it for this that the credits are all spelled wrong in the beginning. Like, an idiot wrote them. Yep. Really? I did not notice Yeah, that. it's like – Starring has one R. It's produced, like, P-R-O-O-D-O-S-E-D or something. <laughs> Uh, no, I spelled that the wrong number of O's, but yeah, you got it. Oh man, now I have to watch it again. That's what great. a shame. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, frankly. Um, the... Big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. <laughs> improv moment. Yeah, that I was, was an improv. Say, that had to be an improv. Moment. Improv. Yeah, they, so were, they were they were filming they were they were filming at like a Seven Eleven or whatever, and these two guys walked into the scene and they were just standing there, and they I think they were trying to wait for them to leave, and they just never did. So Jim Carrey just was like. All right, I got this, and Add then did that. The scene. Yeah, yeah. Great. just did it. Um, the most annoying sound in the world—that was an yep. improv. Mm. They were, I think, they were just like, again, doing the same thing. Like they were like cut in between a scene. They were about to start rolling, and then. I wonder if Mockingbird was did. an improv. Oh, uh, maybe. Well, maybe it was like, hey, just sing a sing a crazy song yeah. or like, yeah. I love like when that. they pick up the hitchhikers. They change yet to C, mock yeah. C, <laughs> C, yeah. <laughs> I love when he's when he pisses into the beer bottles. 
And then the cop pulls him yes. over and goes, you guys been boozing? And he actually... Uh, well, that's, yeah, that's, I didn't realize that was Harlan Williams. I was like, oh, I wow. Love that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. so good. Uh, the uh, the snowman, where she hands him the coal Classic. and the carrot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. And he gets really mad during the snowball fight. Oh, yeah, he does like a really intense whitewash. Uh, so they slapped this bulletproof vest on me and I was all set. But what if they shot you in the face? Harry, <laughs> shot me in the face? Harry you're alive. <laughs> And you're a terrible shot. A terrible shot. <laughs> Those are better than cash, sir. Those are IOUs. <laughs> Car, 275000 You're going to hold on to that one. <laughs> I had like four opening lines, and they were all from this movie. Like, there was no other movie in contention for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, have done, I could have picked a line from a number of other movies, but the one to hear the most annoying sound in the world was... It just kind of fit, too, with the self-deprecating humor that we have for ourselves. I'm just looking at all of our choices, and we're going to have four different number ones. Yes, we are. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Be wild. The wheel's going to be interesting. That oh, sure is. Goodness gracious. Um, Joe, that Joe. gives us your number one. Yes, it does. So, Mitch alluded to this earlier, and it's Yes Man. That's insane hey. that that's your number I, one. I, I'm not mad about it, but I kind of thought it would. I, I remember hearing you talk about it in another yeah. episode, and I know you really love this It's movie. just my favorite Jim yep. Carrey movie. I can't explain particularly... I mean, I, I, I'm going to have to try to explain particularly why. It's just one of those things that got me. It, it The movie that I saw it in theaters like four times. It's just... Wow. A, it's an important movie to me. It just, it's one of those things where sometimes you say no to life too much, and... I don't think they meant it to be an impactful movie, but it is for me. It's just like, you got to say yes to experiences. He Carl doesn't think he's enough. He just avoids all his friends. And then he has to say yes to everything. Hilarity ensues. And also, he learns a lesson. It's great stuff. Great cast. Matt used the word wholesome earlier, and I would say yeah. it's definitely a wholesome movie. Oh, absolutely. I, I, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really good movie. I love Norm. Norm's my favorite. Norm's great. Norm's so yeah. good. <laughs> Little flight of the Concords. You called me Norm. Can that be like my nickname? I'll, I'll call you Car. Well, Carl's Car. pretty short already. Pretty but... short, but... <laughs> <laughs> I I I find Zoe Deschanel to be a hit or miss actress for me. Agreed. Like it took me it took me a long long time to even bother to try to watch New Girl because I didn't. Up to that point, the only thing I had seen her in that I really liked was Yes Man. But, I i mean, I've since watched New Girl, and it is amazing. But, this is still, to me, her, her at her best. I, I truly like Zoe Deschanel in this. And again, for the same reason that the movie has the impact that it has for people, right? So what is the, the, the opposite side of the coin of always having to say yes to everything, right? Yes, hilarity ensues, but then when it gets serious, that's when, like, that's when, like, a chink in the armor comes out, essentially. And her being, like, the catalyst for that and having that switch moment kind of revolve around her, I really appreciate it about this movie. Um, but to keep it light and fun, because it is technically a comedy... The things that he does... It's definitely a comedy. Yeah. Yes. The things that he does that he has to say yes to. Like, the moment that he's at, like, the bulletin board, and he's like, yes, I want guitar lessons. Yes, I want to fly. Yes, I want to speak Korean. 
them coming back around later on in the movie is amazing. Like when he like help like talk like speaks Korean to the girl who doesn't want to be in like the wedding um <laughs> the wedding store. Yeah, the wedding boutique to like the, the wedding planner. boutique. Yeah. Um, the Luis Guzman scene, which is the best scene one of the best oh, scenes yes. in the movie. <laughs> Literally took the words out of my mouth. That love that scene. The way he just like pops out of the window with the guitar and starts singing, hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> and then to give like the um, oh what um, oh what's the reference there? I've got blisters on me finger. fingers. Yeah, what is that from though? It's from um. Honestly, I turn it up to eleven. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, spinal, oh yeah, spinal tap. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it's a spinal tap reference in the middle of this movie. Great. Yeah, this movie is so much fun. So, so much fun. We get a very um, young, early on Bradley Cooper in this as well. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a Bradley Cooper movie before he like blew up. And I have a controversial Zoe Deschanel take. Okay. Go ahead. I do like Zoe Deschanel a lot. I think her best role is in a movie I don't care for too much, but she's very good Elf. in it. It's Elf. Oh. <laughs> I don't like Elf, but I love her in it. <laughs> I have to watch it every year. I'm forced to, and I'm uh, so she's, she's the best. She's the best part of that movie for me. It's actually a fair point. I mean, it's not. It's a low bar to clear, I but agree. yes, <laughs> it's a low <laughs> bar to clear. <laughs> this this movie bubbled for me. It didn't make my list, obviously. Um, otherwise, you would have heard well. it on my list. True, um, but I do. I really <laughs> like this movie. This would potentially have made my list, except for one reason that I decided made it not worthy of this. Is it because you're a no man? Uh, no, it's not because I'm a no man. Um, it's no man, no man. Um, it, and and so and I feel like I want to hear your guys' takes on it. Um, because this is a movie critique podcast, right? Um, I didn't put it on my list because whereas I like this movie a, a heck of a lot, I think you could, besides one scene. Um, replace uh, Jim Carrey with uh, a number of really great comedians and the movie doesn't change that much because it's, it is a comedy, but it is not your typical, he's more of a straight man that he is in other comedies with the exception of the tape face uh, scene, which is wonderful. I think you could throw, throw in Steve Carell to this role and it is, I think it's annoying with Steve Carell. Like, You've asked almost an it unanswerable is, is question. Is Evan Almighty as good as Bruce Almighty? Because that's that's is that's that what because of Steve here. Carell? You could throw Ed Harris into this role. Um, Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Not Ed Helms. Not Ed Harris. Ed oh. Helms. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Ed Harris was on the mind from Truman Show. Yeah. Uh, you could throw Ed Harris into this role now. <laughs> Let's see what happens. This it's is my take movie. on it. I I think you could replace Jim Carrey, and that's the only reason it didn't make my list was because simply put. Um, I think that it's not him at his best performance. In fact, maybe this is just me, but there are times where I feel like Jim Carrey is phoning it in a little bit of this movie, but that's just me. See, I think if it's not Jim Carrey, I don't like this nearly this movie nearly as much. Like he he just hits all the notes in the role for me. I can't think of anyone else who would do it as well as he did. Could you get someone serviceable? Sure. But a lot of them would just borderline on annoying for me, and I think Jim Carrey just hits the right notes. I think it's the right part time in his life for it. Like the only one that's come to mind, and I think it is a little bit of a worse movie, would be like Ben Stiller. I could see him doing it and hitting all the notes. I could see, I, yeah, but it's more like melodramatic if he does it. 
Exactly. Like I could see him being no man Carl almost better than no man um, than 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 the, how Jim Carrey did it. But like for the little bit of zany aspects you get, because it's not a zany Jim Carrey role. I, I, I Jim's Jim's probably better. The Ben Stiller's the only one that I think could come close to it, in my opinion. Like you could put other guys in it, but it's not as yeah. good. I don't know. No, I I agree with that. Just because like it's also like. Yes, man, he's going back into comedy a little bit where he was, like, serious for a while. So now he's, like, kind of, like, dual role where he's, like, has to be serious for certain notes and then has to be comedic for, like, the others. So, I don't know. Strikes a good balance. Yeah. I love it. I'll never not watch the Yes, Man. I've probably seen it, like, 30 times. It's gonna <laughs> Do you keep own it? it? Absolutely. Okay. All matters. I need to get it on Blu-ray, though. I think I only own it on DVD. Oh, it's our favorite game. <laughs> Corey! Corey, how much does the Blu-ray of Yes Man cost? Thirteen fifty. Okay. I like it. I like that you just went out on a limb and didn't put a ninety-nine. Six dollars and ninety-two cents on Amazon.com. Yep. That's a uh, steal. Was, I should order that now. It was twelve dollars. It was one of those things, man, where it was either gonna be it was either gonna be cheap, like wait, it was twelve. Yeah, and it, it's it's new at six ninety two. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, like it's on sale. <laughs> There's only one left. <gasps> Mine dibs. <laughs> it's, it's the multi format. <laughs> Jokes on the you! Blue. It's already in his cart. I love that the multi format six ninety two. But if you want just the Blu Ray, it's thirty three dollars and eighty three cents. Ew, that's wild. Multi format all day. That's how they. This is how they do it. Where did Mitch go? Uh, some, uh, he just put a door. message in the chat. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 Scared me. Was it, was it was phone Sorry, guys. I was gone. trying to do that seamlessly and not interrupt. Somebody knocked at the door, so I needed to go check. No, you did. Oh, you did a good job. Corey, Corey and Joe got it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I okay. He <laughs> <laughs> dropped the ball. It's okay. All right. Are we good on Yes Man? Yeah, yeah. man. All right. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, so here it is. My yes number one. The last, the last <laughs> number one movie uh, of the day. Eternal Sunshine. Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is my number one movie. Uh, I cannot speak highly enough of this movie. I, I really, truly can't. Um, I think that not only is it his best performance, I know that some, like, even right here, people on this podcast will say that it was Man on the Moon. In my opinion, this performance as Joel is his greatest performance. And I think eternal sunshine is probably the best movie all around too. That's not, I mean, comedies kind of have a different skew, I guess. So it's kind of hard to quantify it that way. But as far as top to bottom, interesting concept shot really well shot. Very interestingly, great performances from everybody involved filled with names i watched it again uh yes two days ago i forget like nobody in this movie is like unknown elijah wood I, mark ruffalo Who? yeah mark Lo kirsten dunst um the bad guy from the first batman movie with christian mm -hmm. bale that i can never remember his name <laughs> um Liam Neeson? no no uh, the other <laughs> the, the mob boss oh eric roberts Yes, he's the doctor. Oh, no, that's in Dark Knight. Never mind. Oh, no, no, oh yeah, no, you think of Dark Knight. Eric Roberts is yeah. Julie Roberts' brother. Yes. That's yep, yep, yep. Different, no, different person. Talking to? I know you're talking. I can picture him. Yeah, I can't think of the name. 
I'll look it up. Keep going. Uh, David Cross is in this movie. Fairly yes. briefly. Yeah. Yes, such as oh. that was one that I was like, oh my gosh, that's David Cross. Like when I was rewatching it, because he's such a small part. He's such a small part, but it's it, it's interestingly enough really important. It's like it's like for as small of a role as it is, it it becomes a very important piece, right? Like you have this 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 thing where you can like stay together and potentially fight for forever, or you could have them have your mind erased and like, what do you do here? And, and one couple went one way and one couple went the other way. Um, but from a con, from a conceptual standpoint, I love the idea of your heartbroken, something bad happens and you want to just, or you're mad at somebody and you just want to erase them. Cause we've all had that moment, right? Where somebody is DT that gets on your DTM list and you never want to think about them ever again. And, what would happen if it actually was possible? Right? Um, and this is it. But beyond that, watching the movie play out in essentially in his memories is is an interesting take. The things that happen outside of his memories, I think, are sometimes a little awkward to watch. But I think that might be on purpose, too. Um, so, yeah. What do, what do you guys... How do you guys feel about Eternal Sunshine? That made everybody's list, right? No, not mine. Not, yes. not yours. Tom, no. Tom Wilkinson is the name of the doctor. Thank you. And I... you didn't mention Kate Winslet. <laughs> I didn't, right? I didn't mention yes. the... I must have been erased from my memory. <laughs> Kate it. Winslet, uh, yes. I, I love this concept of this movie. I think it's, I think it's very deep on many levels. Um, I... Really, so this is this is not a negative against it, but when I rewatched it, I was struck by I was watching it. and I'm like, man, this feels even older than it is. Like it felt like a '90s movie to me, and it's 2004, I think. Um, but it, you're watching it, and you're like, this is a movie that they're doing these things that now, if it was made today they would do it very different with like special effects um, generator on a computer. And they use some really amazing filmmaking techniques, especially with what they do with lighting. Uh, when uh, Jim Carrey as Joel and um, what's the uh, Clementine are like yep, running Clementine. through okay, his memories. They are like affecting the whole scenery with light um, in a way that's really, really creative um, it's just like I would reference back to 23. This is a movie you want to be watching what's happening in the background in every scene because it's, it's just so impressive what they do. I think this is the most visually pleasing movie on the list. I do love the filmmaking aspects of, of Joel's memories, especially young Joel, like hiding under the kitchen table yeah. where you see like the little kid, then you see him, and then you see him interacting with kids as an adult, but he's supposed to be a kid. I love stuff like that. Great filmmaking techniques. Yep. It's, it's a very technically well-made movie. The reason I have it at four is the aspects going on outside of his memories. I just don't care for it. I yeah. don't. Elijah Wood, Mark Ruffalo, and Kirsten Dunst are all incredibly awkward to me. It's it's off-putting. I hate it when they're on the screen. I really do. I understand it's necessary, <laughs> but it's just like go back to the other stuff. It's almost cringy how they talk to each other. I don't know. It's a... <laughs> I, I felt I felt that way this time around when I f first watched it forever ago. It it just like 
that like just struck a chord and I thought it was like perfection. Watching it this time around, I did feel awkward a lot of those times. And I like th- again, we we brought up like the ethical questions up about the Truman show. This one ha- has even bigger ethical questions that that it it pulls on like oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The entire everything that happens outside of the memory is an ethical question. They are drinking his whiskey. They're having sex in his apartment. He the the doctor had an affair with the secretary. Here's nuns. With, yeah. Mary, yeah, yeah, and 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 she had gotten him erased, like that. And then and it what does she do? Like he coerced her to doing it too. Yes. Yeah. And then what does she do in return? Then go and like sends all these files out. What happens, like, not everybody was, like, a love-struck puppy and, like, going through a bad breakup when they got these memories erased. Some people, like, did it probably for other reasons, and she just came and undid that. Like, there's, nobody on the outside is 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 in the right here. What yeah. Elijah Wood does is Oh, they, it's the worst one. Yes. Is repulsive to yes. me. Yes. Like, using, like, physically using the artifacts that Clementine brought in for the memory wipe. Like, it, it, like, makes my skin crawl thinking that, like, somebody, like... And yet, oh. it's so real. Like, I feel like I went to plenty of... Uh, I went to high school with plenty of guys that that would have been... If that was something that was dropped in their lap, that's 100% the route they would go. You, you, I mean, I you know, if you use it, but this is someone paying for a service, and then it's potentially leading to an unwanted relationship ah. only because she can't remember anything. So, I mean, it's... ah. It also it's, seems it's, like a really weird choice. Like, why are you using the thing? Like, why are you using these things? She's literally trying to erase this guy. Why are you trying to become him? Why are you trying to use what he used on her? Because he, right? he like, knows that it worked. And he says, yeah, I don't have get much him luck with there. the ladies. Yeah, I'll get him halfway there. What would have happened if she showed up, though? Like, because he kept saying, oh, my girlfriend might stop by. Like, could you imagine? They don't go that route. He leaves, right? Yeah. He leaves so, because she's having like a mental thing, right? Like she. Can't... Right, right. But imagine if she showed up. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh. I thought about that because again, watching it this time, I know I like. Yeah. You I know, know these things. I know what's yeah. gonna happen. But I'm like, oh my god, could you imagine? Like, the and I think one of the weird things for me with Ruffalo, not Ruffalo's performance, but like the way the character was written for him, he was like, "What? I can't believe you would do that." And then like moments later, he's just laughing about it, making a joke. I'm like. No, dude, but, like, this is your career. You should definitely be really upset about this. Like, you should be way more upset about this than you are. And, yeah, it... I, but I agree. Like, the stuff that happens outside, Ugh. necessary as it may be, like, does make the movie awkward. But that can't take away, at least for me, the way that Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey act with each other, their chemistry. that Like, they're showing us the whole gamut of like the best and the worst of this relationship. And it feels real, right? Like they're not just going like one way, like they're not just in like a bad relationship and it's getting worse. It's like you get like in different moments, you get the highs and the lows. And when I got done watching it the other day, I I had to ask myself a question. You know what? I'm going to ask it to you guys. Do they stay together? No. No, I think they they probably get to the same point they were at before, close to it, have a fight, and that's it. 
I think their personalities only uh, mesh together for so long, yeah. and then it becomes a toxic relationship. Yeah. yeah. On a personal I, note, I agree with Matt. I also think, from a um, cinematic point, I think that scene at the end where they're running in the snow on the beach that repeats itself, that skips, is the film saying that it's going to repeat itself, that they will oh. end up eventually. That's lead, interesting. Like breaking up yeah. again, that it's not gonna, yeah. it's not gonna change. It would, that. it would make sense. That's the definition of insanity. And honestly, the same I thing. think true. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it's honestly a more beautiful message in that way that they still decide we're still gonna do this. Yeah, to try. I mean, yep. Whether it works or not, who knows? That like they're gonna give it the try. Like, Kirsten Dunst's character says, like, it's great because what what's happening here is great because these people get to wake up and get to start fresh and start new and that still gets to happen like despite them like finding out that they actually did all of this before they still get to start fresh and start new and i was so focused on an on a different point with that scene in the snow that i didn't even realize that it skipped i i've always been three times yeah i've always been so convinced that what that scene is trying to tell us is that like he is stepping out of his comfort zone and he is doing things that he normally wouldn't do for her. So maybe it still doesn't work. I still don't know that it does, but it seems like he's grown as a as a character and is willing to try things. Joe, this didn't make your top five. Do you like not like it or is it just not as good as the other ones? On the I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disclaim by saying that I haven't seen this movie in a while. Sure. But I was not a huge. It's really artsy and weird to me. It it, it shares yes. it shares a lot of characteristics with another movie I don't enjoy, which is ironically another Zoe Deschanel, Five Hundred Days of Summer. These two oh, feel very good. similar, and I don't like either. I will say though, if I watched it now, I'd probably like it better than I did. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I I love this type of art house indie. Not an indie. It's not an indie. No. I know it's, it's not. not. I know. I know. It most they had a budget. No. <laughs> but this style, uh, this art house style, I guess, is, is yeah. the word, right? It's the new the new word Correct. I had to learn for this podcast. Art house. <laughs> I love the I love this art house style of filmmaking. It's an A twenty four. That's not an A twenty four. Yes. <laughs> Five hundred days is though, right? Five hundred days of summer is an A twenty four. I don't think so. Believe so. It could be. But... Okay. Not that that's this is the podcast we're talking about, no. but huh, not that not not a big box office hit. This one, Eternal Sunshine. Trip, that doesn't. Yeah, a cult awesome. movie, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought it would at least crack a hundred million dollars. Wow, I don't remember yeah. it being like promoted when it came out. Like I don't remember hearing anything about it until after it had like been released on DVD. Yeah, I feel like the only surprising element of that to me is that. Jim Carrey's name is is on the movie, so you feel like it would get more just simply out of that. True, it did. It did win an Oscar. I think it came out around the had the same release as uh, the Passion of the Christ too. Oh, so that 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 made a lot of money. A lot of people yes, saw it that did. Movie. People saw that lots so, of times. It yes. did. It did win the Oscar for uh, best original screenplay. Well, that's Makes deserved. Sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very, very original. Oh, the premise. the one the one positive I forgot to put on this, or well, one of them. Uh, it's a really interesting sci-fi concept, essentially. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a modern day sci-fi movie, which is interesting to think about. 
it's <laughs> super disconnected. Um, but I do believe that being filmed on Long Island, which we should all also mention because at least three of us still live on Long Island, but we all come uh, from, well, we've all lived on Long Island. We all um, have a connection to Long yes, Island. Yes, being, being filmed on Long Island, New York, um, I believe that there was inspiration taken from the Montauk Project. Um, sure. Oh, with with this, I believe um, I sense. believe that is the case. Uh, again, it's it's really not very connected to that at all. But I I've think still that's kind of where the concept started. So really, never been to. Montauk. I've also never been. <laughs> you got to go to Camp Hero in Montauk. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's that's where I'm going if I get out there. Meet me in Montauk, Corey. <laughs> Montauk's a good time, boys. I never got sand. It's just tiny rocks. <laughs> We're all islanders. Mitch said it. <laughs> he did. All right. I'm going to – we can put the pin in the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. That is now the uh, ending of the top five round at an hour and 20 minutes in. Guys, This Woo! we took our – we took our sweet, sweet time talking about these movies, and I've had a great time. We so skipped far. a couple rounds. That's the best part. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Um, so now we're gonna move into the madness round. Uh, the way the madness round works is on Matt's phone. He has the magic wheel. He's gonna spin that wheel at least five times to reveal uh, which five movies across all of our list will um, be added to and then recompiled to make the final list for the show. Each of us coming into the show have protected one movie, and we each have one veto. If I try to, or I should say, if any of us try to veto a movie, because we want to try to get something else on there, um, if that movie is protected, the movie stays on there, and we lose our veto. Uh, other than that, I think that's all the details I need for that. Matt, got the wheel ready? I have the wheel ready. Let's do it. Wheel spin number one. All right, it's going to be more than five times, I can assure you. <laughs> oh, most certainly. Maybe not. <laughs> Mitch, number one. Hey. Man on the Moon. And Man on the Moon and Jim and Andy, so. <laughs> mm, can I veto one of them? <laughs> it was like right on the border of Mitch, one, and Corey, five, so that's why that was the, my dramatic pause there. Okay. Oof. We couldn't those, see it, those so two, it didn't translate. Yeah, those are two very <laughs> At different this point, movies. I'm pretty happy with however this turns out. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we got a uh, Matt three, which is Man on the Moon. So we'll spin again. All right. Well, so that man, blows man my the five spin was... theory out of the way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Destined. Um, Joe four. Ace Ventura. Okay. Gotta have a comedy on this. I'm saving my vetoes. Hopefully you guys have played this cool. We'll, we'll see. I'm actually going to veto my own movie here. I'm going to veto Ace Ventura. I, re- what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think there are other more deserving movies. I like the way you you, you do this, Joe. <laughs> I've vetoed my own movie before. I love it. I Te- technically you got it in after the spin, but before the wheel stopped. So a stick- being a stickler for the rules, I'll allow it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know the spin started. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Uh, number two, uh, Joe. Number two, the uh, Truman, Truman Show. Show. Okay. Nice. See, it's a better movie. I would. Agree. But then you could have had Aventure and Truman Show. I could have. You know, what? it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I I respect the move. I respect the play. Yeah. Let's see. Next spin. We have 
Quarry number two, which is Dumb and Dumber. That's the comedy I want on there. All right. <laughs> We're all good there. I like it. Well, one of two comedies. Next spin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mitch number one again. We'll spin again. It's going to take a while. Let's make sure more it's on there. Let's do Still it. got two Let's more to go. Oh, my God. I'm getting really nervous right now, guys. All right. Corey number five, the number 23. I'm going to use my veto. Yep, that is not my protect. Okay. Thank goodness. <laughs> I was afraid of that one. <laughs> Me too. That's, listen, that's that's a me movie to protect. Yeah. That's, yep. That is, that that's is a very me movie Corey to protect. protect. I know. So two, movie, uh, two vetoes off the board. Corey and Mitch still has theirs. Next spin. Mitch, number five, the number 23. Did you protect? What do you, what do you got? You I see the little see. P next to the number 23? Okay. Yeah. It's well, I mean, Corey's probably not going to, wasn't going to veto it anyway, and I doubt I was absolutely, I was absolutely going to veto it. Oh, okay. I've got, uh, I've got one spin left to get the eternal sunshine I, of the spot of mine on this. Can I unprotect it? Nope. It is on no. the list. Okay. Well, <laughs> this has never come then, up guys. before. So. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, we, we settled on our number five when it comes to short Yeah, things. 100%. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Easy. Slam dunk. Oh, my God. Woo. There's oh, way man. too many chances for me not to get the Eternal Sunshine on. It's Yes Man, Eternal Sunshine, and uh, not this, you got a 50-50 shot at this point. Yep. Yep. I don't like it. Oh, we never did bubbles either. Yeah. Well, we could do that after. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll come back around. Sorry about that. All right. Next spin. Matt number four, which is Eternal Sunshine hey. of the Spotless Mind. You're welcome. I'm okay with <laughs> One, my protect two, now. Three, four, five. Yeah. Now I have a question. This is a rules question. Mitch revealed his protect before Corey had a chance to veto. Heading into the Ooh. spin, did Corey still have a veto? I'm gonna say no because I announced I would have vetoed it. Okay. I that's, apologize that's where for I was not at being too. That's okay. uh, fully that's aware okay. of the rules. It's, my it's okay. Nope. This happens all that's the time. <laughs> Before Matt yeah. vetoes, he'll ask Corey if he protected a movie. Yes, I do. <laughs> Did you protect it? I don't it's know. strategy. <laughs> Corey. And it works. Because he answers. Because <laughs> he just answers. Yes. <laughs> I always assume. I also always assume that if he's like, "Did you protect it?" That is him using his veto. It's not. It it's never not. is. It never is. I. One of these days, I'll smarten up and be like, "Maybe." Gotta respect the game. All right. Don't hate the player. We have Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, The Truman Show, Dumb and Dumber, Man on the Moon, and the number twenty-three. Oh number twenty-three, uh, number, we know five. It's number five. Easy. Because it's literally right. Corey and my number five. Yep. Yep. All right. So, all of these are somebody's number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to read the stats. I'll start with the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It made three out of four lists. It was a one, a four, and a three. Dumb and Dumber made three out of the four lists. It was a one, a two, and a three. The Truman Show made... Three lists, and it was all twos. All twos. all twos and then man on the moon made all of our lists all f- all four lists and it was a one a three a three a one a two a three and a five that sounds like a clear number one to me right? i'm i'm probably gonna argue I mean, that too it's 
It's it's across all four. And if Jim Carrey's opinion matters at all, and I would say that it should, <laughs> I, I would. We I all would know that. that he would say that's number one. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, that was easy. I was I was ready to fight for that one. <laughs> I, I'm okay you can with put the it. notebook down, Mitch. It's okay. All right, all right. <laughs> I mean, it, it, guys, let's take a second and pause here. Let me play this clip from Jim and Andy, the documentary. <laughs> the year is 19. 19- <laughs> All right, so now we got the Truman Show, which is two to two. all three twos. Dumb and Dumber, which is a, a one, a two, and a three. And Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is a one, a three, a and a four. Three and a four. I'm going to be a little controversial here. Being Corey and I had a one and a one, I think the Truman Show should be fourth because it's just three I actually twos. also agree. I, I was gonna that was actually going to be my argument. Okay, all right. That was I, that was my thing. I mean, three twos is a logical two, but I just don't want to do it. I am not okay with this. <laughs> really? Not you think okay it should be two? Oh, no, I'm, I'm okay. not saying it should be two. But okay. three twos drop down to number four. Mm. That feels that some feels of, dirty some, to the Truman Show guys. That see, like, that sounds a lot like somebody's like number one. That sounds like a lot like somebody's number one movie is now going to be below everybody's <laughs> number two movie. And whose number one movie is going to go down? And, because and someone, I'll, someone, I mean, someone on this podcast doesn't like that. Show we can't go back on it. So. <laughs> and I'm going to be, I'm going to be. Oh, does God, it make, no, does oh, it make any even, difference for you, Corey? That I would say that I think that Eternal Sunshine should be number two. Corey, you don't want to know my opinion. Even though I, even though I personally like Truman Show, let's move away from Truman Show for a minute. Even though I truly love Truman Show more than Eternal Sunshine, I think Eternal Sunshine is the the superior film. Which means that you're suggesting Dumb and Dumber should be four. I am. Ooh. Which which I know is hurtful. I think Dumb and Dumber is the clear number two, and it's evident in my <laughs> list. <laughs> it, it, it's it's. <laughs> Oh no, no! Do we lose him? No, no, I'm oh, here. Okay. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm deep in thought. Sorry, no. Okay. I, I'm in thought. I'm in thought here. I don't think I, I, I have a hard time putting Dumb and Dumber lower than three. I will say, however, and this hurts me, and I don't want to do this, but I'm going to for the betterment of all parties involved. Across the board, outside of myself, who is in love with this style of movie particularly, Eternal Sunshine never cracked a top. Right? So I, I'm, I'd i rather have Dumb and Dumber and Truman Show. As long as Dumb and Dumber is above Truman Show, I'm fine. If that means Eternal Sunshine's got to get dropped to four, then so be it. Because, right? Because it's, a one, three, four, and didn't make the list. It's mostly on the lower end. My very biased opinion is okay with this. Yeah. <laughs> so what what would what would it be then? What would two, three, and four be in your opinion? Dumb and Dumber, Truman Show, Eternal Sunshine. I'm I don't I'm fine this. I'm fine with Dumb and Dumber at two. I think Truman Show should be four. I like Eternal I uh, if I what, uh, 
What it's was weird because my on your list, Matt. Number two. By, I know it's listen, number. I know listener, it's number two. As an avid okay. listener to this okay. podcast, okay. I have heard you argue against the point you are making yeah. so much on this show. <laughs> and as a listener to this podcast, this sickens me to hear how very little you value your own argument. I will only be guesting five or six more times because of this. <laughs> Minimum. Okay. This is a weird situation where, like, I, I expected me and Sequel to be Ooh, diametrically opposed on this. <laughs> no, but it's weird. All right. We- I understand I've made that point a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. But can, like, the arguments made during the show and our recaps of the movies, like, sway me? Yes, absolutely. Isn't that the whole point? Oh, man. It is. I really, and- wish, I really wish you listened to other people when they said those things on other episodes of the show. <laughs> Hold up, though. Has that ever been said? I'm... Listen, Matt, if, if you are more comfortable with it, because it certainly works out better for me uh, to have Eternal Sunshine at three, if you're... Com- I, I, I think Dumb and Dumber should be two. Do we all agree on that? I am perfectly well, fine Well, I personally that. think it should be number one, but uh, the, the numbers bear out in Man <laughs> on the Moon's favor. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can we agree that Dumb and Dumber is two? No, but I'm okay with it. I can agree. I would I, I would agree. It's because it's my number one. Yes, we know. Yes. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're now we're just fighting between Eternal Sunshine and the Truman Show. Now, in my opinion, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind is better because I didn't even put Truman Show on my list. Re- and reverse that for my- me. <laughs> yeah. So Corey and I cancel <laughs> each other out. <laughs> <laughs> but but if my if my discussion of Eternal Sunshine has swayed Matt to allow me to put Eternal Sunshine above Truman Show, I will take that as a victory and w- take that three. I've been swayed, and Truman Show was my protect. Like I, I love the Truman Show. Don't get don't get me wrong. Four. But you had you had an impassioned plea, Corey, and I I respect that. Even though you were relenting during the ordering, I liked the way you described the movie. I really did, Thank and you. I like we're we're in the same um, uh, we're in agreement that the outside of the memory aspect of the film mm-hmm. is like cringy and awkward, but the memory aspect is just like so like beautifully done. Yep, I think it should be I'm, higher. I then then I am certainly going to take this as a win for me and put and throw my vote also as three eternal for Truman. Uh, Mitch wants I just want to once again say, as an avid listener of the show, <laughs> there are three top top three reasons I listen to the show. Number at number three, you guys are my friends and I love you. Uh, I love you number uh, two, that's number I three. Love, Great. Number, <laughs> listen to me. Uh, number two, I love movies. Uh, okay. And number one at the top is because I love hearing. Um, Matt and Corey go at each other's throats and having Joe like sit there on the sidelines being like, guys, can't we just be friends? So as a, an avid listener of the show, I hate what's happening right now. But I love and you guys, I, and I'll be okay with whatever. But I, I also think that the best episodes are where we fight about it. So Yes. <laughs> and, and, I think, I, and honestly, I think we got, we got more fighting than I expected out of this. Joe, as a tie-breaking vote. God, I can't believe I have to do this. Joe, as a tie-breaking vote, what's number three? I mean, in the in the interest of fairness, because I don't really have much of a, uh, a dog in this race. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Mitch got his number one at number one, so I think we can put Eternal Sunshine at three. Yeah, 
Honestly, I don't, I'm I don't okay like it. it. I, I feel I dirty. I myself made but, the argument that yeah. Eternal Sunshine originally should be at number two, so I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, I'm it okay pains me it. to see the Truman Show at this four, just, but you know, whatever. This is just a terrible episode, and I can't believe anything. Yeah. Well, you also well, had, the Truman, race it after we're done you had the Truman Show higher than Eternal Sunshine. I just, I'm just really upset and at Matt's, it, uh, Matt's choices here. That's all I want to say. I've been swayed. I'm I'm happy really for upset. you, Corey. I'm happy. I, I, Mitch, I'm really upset at your protects. I'm not gonna lie. That kills this Matt, list. Matt, you're breaking up. Such, I can't hear you. It would have been you're such up. a perfect I hope list. This, I hope this comes in clear through the podcast, but I can't hear and, you right now. And we're tainted by an eight percent. It does really bum 8%. me out. Eight yeah. percent. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, so wait, the only I mean, it's a blemish on an otherwise. I am, perfect I am list. so glad that number twenty-three <laughs> made it onto this list with the terrible logic that has been brought to the table today. Terrible Man, movie, but could you could you imagine? Could you could you imagine if if <laughs> you imagine how much more up in the air this list would have gotten if if Yes Man had made top five? <laughs> Joe would have fought. Oh hard. my gosh, Joe would have fought. Well, I, he would have been the only one that had I, it. Right? I, could, yeah. I think I could have gotten it at four. I could. Oh, you definitely would have gotten it at four. No. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. four. So if I, we take away the number twenty three and put Yes Man yeah. on, what would you think you would have gotten it over? Maybe Truman what? Show because it's no one's one. Yep. That would have been my only chance of getting a higher than five. I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah, fair. Matt probably would have that's been on board point. with that because it's only his number two. So uh, Ultimately, <laughs> I Truman think Trump. what we need to realize here is that Jim Carrey is in a lot of great movies. And the fact Absolutely. that we're like yeah. arguing He's like also this. in some really bad movies, but we don't need to talk about those. <laughs> like that's the number 23. <laughs> but we did talk about that. Get over it, we man. Therefore, it equals good <laughs> movie. No. It, what's crazy is no. that some some of his most prolific like comedy roles we didn't even talk about, right? Uh, it's crazy. Should, speaking of which, we should do bubbles. Maybe we should we do should. bubbles. Uh, we'll actually I've, finish the list. Well, sorry. we need to hear the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I got to finish writing it down because I we were discussing where we we're going to settle on. Too much banter. Eternal we're sorry. Sunshine <laughs> is a long title. Uh, and the Truman Show. We'll wait. Okay. I wrote it down. You want me to read it? Please. Let's go for Dramatically, it. Dramatically, please. The top five Jim Carrey movies. Coming in at number five. I love it. The number 23. <laughs> 8% around him. Now coming in at number four. The, tr- the Truman Show. Coming in at number three. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Number two, Dumb and Dumber. And the number one Jim Carrey movie, Man on the Moon. And the documentary, Jim and Andy. Not included. Sure. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go ahead and reveal our bubbles. My bubbles. Uh, I end up putting three on here. I had Yes Man, uh, Liar Liar, and uh, The Truman Show. Uh, M- uh, Mitch, what were your bubbles? Uh, yes Man, because I do truly love the movie Yes Man. I think it's great. Um, and it did pain me to have this on my bubble, but Dumb and Dumber, because I also love Dumb and Dumber. Fair. Matt. Liar, liar, and yes, man. Okay. And Joe. I'm super happy yes, man, made everyone's list in some form. Uh, yeah, my bubbles were The Mask and I Love You, Philip wow. Morris. Wow. Oh, good. Which is like a huh. movie that I feel like no one has seen, and it's actually Jim Carrey's really good in it. I, I almost got it. around to watching it for this. It's been on my list for a long time, but I decided to watch Kidding season one and two, which wasn't an option. I don't, but... I don't know what that is. Was it worth it? <laughs> It's his it's his Showtime show. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's good. It's very dark, 
It's a, a dark comedies. So yeah, Corey, mm. I see you perking up. I think you would really like it. Sounds like something I'm gonna have to put. It's in a Mister Rogers um, dark comedy. So that sounds fantastic. Okay. Like actually, Mister Rogers. Like it, it's obviously inspired by Mister. Okay, Rogers. gotcha. Like Mister oh, okay. Rogers, if things were not great. Oh my gosh, this is with um. Oh my god, I know exactly what this is now. Yeah, I just got Showtime. Uh, I was able to access Showtime, so I started to watch it. Yep, yep. Jim Carrey's in it. Yep, Duh. Yep, that's it. That's true. That's why I brought it up. Whoa. Yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> uh, wow. All right. So, I guess that's it. That is the show. Uh, that is our top five movie. Guys, I had a really, really good time doing this episode. I hope you guys did too. Uh, Mitch, if people want to reach out to you and find you on socials or follow your your other work, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at DM underscore Mitch on Twitter. Um, you can find most podcasting things I do at blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. Uh, I am at I am City Folk Soul. I gotta change that. It's just too. It's just a mouthful. I'm gonna change it one day. Five movie Corey, maybe. But right now it's um I I am at I am City Folk Soul. Matt, uh, find me on Twitter, Matt Jansen. Twitter handle at mr underscore Janny J A N N Y. Talk sports, movies, whatever you want to talk about. Set politics. We don't get into that. And the best Twitter handle of all time, Joe. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know why you love Yes Man. I'm at Juice Clerk. And if you want to follow the show, we're on Twitter at 5 Movie Madness. Or if you want to send us your personal top five Jim Carrey movies, you can email them to us at 5 Movie Madness. No. Yeah. Yes. 5 yes. Movie Madness at gmail.com. Number five. Well, both the of those are with the number five. Yes. Although, if you search for us on Twitter and use. The word five will will show up. Perfect. Sweet. Good to know. Will show actually, up. there will be blood <laughs> <laughs> soon. Um, so, from all of us here to all of you out there, thank you so much for listening, and see you next time.